Hello to the uninitiated, and welcome to the Centerway Society. Today, we are going to dive in to more theories. But first, let's introduce the already initiated. First, he's normally our host, and he's our humble podfather. Ladies and gentlemen, Brother Rob. I'm here representing the non-spares, and fuck you people who think that we are spares. Next, he's the gentleman who came up with this idea for this podcast. And he's also our anti-Jamie. Ladies and gentlemen, Brother Jordan. The anti-Jamie lives on. And next, last time we told you he was a veteran of podcasting from the Fire Bear Republic, and he is also our very own Kevin Owens lookalike. Ladies and gentlemen, Brother Dustin. What's up, Defender? I'm here representing all the muggles and the mugglets. And of course, I am the DC Defender from the Fire Bear Republic, and a pure-blood Gryffindor for this episode. I am Brother James. <laughs> this episode, we will be talking about Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. All right, fellas, <laughs> nice. are y'all ready to unlock this these series? Let's go. All right. I'm excited. Check it out. Here, I got my wand. Uh, I got my Hogwarts alumni hoodie. I'm Rob, ready to no go. Sexual in, no sexual innuendos, okay? <laughs> Look, this is family friendly. Yo, check it out. I even got a spell <laughs> for this, y'all. You already? Alohamora. Alohamora. That was kind it's of. It's more re- impressive when things work. Yeah, it was like real. <laughs> we'll just have to edit that. <laughs> All right. So... Oh my gosh, James, that was wonderful. <laughs> you need like a thunder sound effect to happen in the background <laughs> or a key unlock. I'll do what I can. Okay. <laughs> All right, so for the first theory, guys, is the sorting ceremony is what I'm going to call this one. But why don't any of the first years know why or how they're sorted? And, I mean, it, it it's a little bit more difficult than you think because you got Ron, who's in a wizarding family, multiple generations. His, by the time he's there, there's probably, what, eight people who have gone through the ceremony? His mom, his dad, all his brothers. So Percy... Charlie, Bill, Fred, and George. So, seven. Seven. He'd be the eighth. And then there's Hermione, who has read just about everything she could on Hogwarts. So, you're telling me there's no... Yeah, she even states history of Hogwarts, right? Exactly. So, there's nothing in history of Hogwarts about the sword. That's very odd. So, could there be... Uh, Here's my theory. And I, I love this theory. I got it from the Super Carlin Brothers. Is there a Fidelius charm on the sorting hat? Question. Yes. What is what is the charm? I, I don't understand. As a non-Harry Potter person. <laughs> so the Fidelius charm is a charm where one person becomes the secret keeper. So that only they know the secret. So let's say, in fact, we're going to jump ahead a little bit to... Uh, well, kind of past and future, because we find this out. So Harry's parents, James and Lily Potter, chose one person to trust on who they were hiding, where they were hiding, and only he knew. Not even Dumbledore knew where they were, and he okay. was able to tell Voldemort. And then once Voldemort was shown where that secret was, he was able to go find them and kill them. So once you're included on the secret, you know about the secret. However, you cannot tell anybody. Well, I mean, I guess that makes sense in any sense. But yeah. like, however, you can't tell anybody. You know the secret, but you can't tell anybody. Only the the secret keeper can. That's how the enchantment yes. works. Gotcha. Okay, so the sorting hat is its own. That's my theory. Secret keeper. Because it, it and I mean, it's not a, a human, but it is a sentient object because of the magic that's put on it. So, I mean, what do you guys think? I mean, Rob, I see you thinking. I I got to be honest. I I know we're not supposed to shit on theories. 
I know that's one of the things that we had talked about, like, straight up from the beginning, is that we're not going to shit on theories. This one I have to take a little bit of a dump on. Uh, just because um, if the hat was under the Fidelis, Fidelius, I don't know. I can't. I, I always called it the Fidelis charm. I could be completely wrong, and I probably am with the pronunciation on that, but that's besides the point. No one would have been, the, none of the first years would have been able to see the hat until they were told the secret. Interesting. They, it, they brought it in on the stool. They set it down. And that's when it's all like, oh, that's what we're supposed to do. We just got to put a hat on our heads. If they, if, if it was um, protected by the charm, then they would not have been able to see it when it came in. They would have had been told the secret and then it would just appear, which is what happens later on in Order of the Phoenix uh, when we first actually hear about the charm itself. So I, that's like the only thing I can think of. I just does not make sense to me. I, I mean, the only thing I can, the only thing I can think of is that it's tradition, which Hogwarts and the wizarding world thrives on tradition. You're not supposed to know. When you enter in as a first year, you know very little. Like the purebloods and magical raised. Um, not someone not like Hermione or Harry or Justin Finch Flinchley or any of the other or Colin Creevy and later on movies. Um, how they were Muggle born or Muggle raised. So the tradition of the Sorting Hat is just steeped in just so much in all these wizarding families that it is just like the first train ride to Hogwarts or going through uh, the column to get on the platform nine and three quarters. It's all based on tradition. And you're not supposed to know. You don't know until you find out. Which is why, like, Ron's brothers... Uh, mess with Ron saying, Oh, you have to battle a troll to find out what hat what, what house you're in. You find out about the houses, you know about the houses beforehand. But the sorting hat is the long standing tradition since the beginning of Hogwarts. You don't know till you get there. So this is like a wizard version of like Santa Claus isn't real or something? <laughs> Not like Santa Claus isn't real. It's just like... No, that's actually a pretty good analogy. Is it? It's essentially, yeah, if you think about it. I mean, first years don't get to know. And then the people that find out the secret, which would be like, the you know, if we contrast to like the Santa thing is like, you find out Santa's not real, but then you don't try to be a dick and tell people that don't know that yet, you know? Yeah. Okay. Um, yep. Yeah. All right. I see but this it. side, yeah, this side of it would be essentially like... I mean, Rob, how many times when we went to recertification classes did all the brand new technicians that came with us and we told them, oh, just be prepared because you got to take a test after this, okay? And they'd be and they'd freak the fuck out. And then we get to the end of the class and there's no recertification test. You just got to sign a form. You just got to sign a form that says you get credits. It's that same thing. It's like it's it, it's what you're saying. It's tradition. It's just the way things have been. And it's funnier like to to mess around with people than it is um, to not. But I think there is something to it with the tradition. Yeah. Uh, being like, it's just something that they've always done. Now, I could see some cases where maybe, like, for instance, like, you know, Ron's brothers were trolling him, yeah. pun intended. Nah, but, but there could be other family sets that could have told them the secret of, like, oh, no, you, you wear a hat. Oh, I could see the Malfoy family knowing it. Yeah. Like, like people that just want to ruin it. Draco knew, and he was a dick. So Yeah. Now, question since I'm kind of a layman when it comes to this yeah. stuff. The hat is tied to the foundation of the school, correct? Yeah. Now, in the, the history of Hogwarts that Hermione is talking about at the beginning of the movie, why wouldn't it reference it, though? I mean, I get that it, there's a tradition to the whole thing, but doesn't that seem like a very important step in everything? Well, let's start here. It's Hogwarts a history, not a history of Hogwarts. Sorry, I'm going to be a dick about this. Well, I mean, that's fair like, enough. Yeah, the ceiling was bewitched, though. Yeah, so you would think they that they over... would say something about a bewitchment on the hat. I get where Dust is coming from on this one. Okay, 
I, I can see where you're coming oh, yeah. from. I just I just think if they wanted to keep the tradition, if that was the thought and process, even the writers of the book, or if there was more than more, one writer, would want to keep that tradition alive, thus not referencing the Sorting Hat. I, I get where you're coming from. I don't know why they wouldn't, because it is a major part of Hogwarts. And it's just, it'll go over the houses, obviously, because she read them in Hogwarts of History. But the fact that they did not actually state why or how you are sorted. I mean, I mean, yeah. like I said, it, it, it all comes down to tradition. At least that's my viewpoint. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would say it's tradition. I mean,. How many times in our lives when we were growing up did we have some type of thing that was like, oh, man, you don't even know yet. You don't know what's going to happen when you get there. And then you get there and it's like nothing. It's just yeah, a scary type of thing. Yep. Type of thing. <laughs> yep. So, you know, many, okay. many summer camps. I remember my first year versus every other years. And it was your first year you were fucking terrified. After that, it was you were the one that became the terrifier. Yeah. All right. So moving on, this one is strictly for the, kind of the movie. So in the movie, Harry's class should be a lot long, lot larger, according to the books and everything. However, they're condensed to maybe like 27 first years, maybe 30. If you look at the, the sorting ceremony, could this be because there was a baby drought due to the Dark Lord? either they were in Dumbledore's army and they were being killed off or people were just not wanting to have kids who were going to be raised in a world with Voldemort. Yes, next question. That yes, is dark. Question. Yeah. I saw oh, this one. Is... This one this one made me go ooh. That is 100%. So, so I'm going to yeah, I'm going to be real with you. I thought based off the wording on it that we were talking about why they were lower than average. I thought you meant like where they were at with their studies and how good they were not yeah, the amount not. of them cuz i was like <laughs> if we go into that man that's essentially the theory of like star wars why like in the prequels you know they're doing flips and and doing all this crazy stuff but then when you get to the original trilogy it's like they're not really doing any of that anymore and it's because yeah. of the whole you know order 66 type of thing you know um yeah. um now that being understanding this yeah i would agree with that 100% i mean it's kind of hard to you got to remember too though right cuz uh Voldemort was killing kids. Like Harry was supposed to die. Anybody anybody disagree with that? Harry was supposed to die the night that that he killed his parents. Yeah, and that's why I still think he was one of the worst villains of all time from our villain bracket battle. Like he was straight up right. ready just that's to kill a, a baby. Yeah. yeah. But so now think about that. Let's say that there were supposed to be 60 first years, but Voldemort went through and was like every kid that was born in June's about to get fucked up. You know, and I'm just gonna say it too. It doesn't put you in the mood. All that going on in the news. <laughs> That's true. I'll give you that. Well, you also gotta look. I mean, I'm gonna go a little bit broader here, if it's okay with you guys. Hogwarts is a castle. Am I wrong here? No, it's a huge castle. You gotta think that the wizarding population has declined since. What even the be not maybe not the beginnings of Hogwarts, but over at least the last hundred years. What with the Grindelwald Wars, um, Salem witch trials, like the exposure of the magical world at times. It's why they created a statute statute of secrecy to begin with, and now we're getting more into like Fantastic Beasts and where to find them. But that's besides the point. But I think it. I think you. This is definitely one hundred percent correct on the nose. But I think just the wizarding population had been declining to a point where now this is just, holy shit, in like 50 years, you're really not going to have that many people hanging around. <laughs> so It really so. seems a lot smaller compared to Fantastic Beasts, too. I mean, oh, yeah. that's only like, what, oh, yeah. 40 years or so? Um, um, well, no. So Fantastic Beasts would be happening around like 1920, late 1920, early 1930s, yeah. up until like, so I think because uh, when, 
Yeah, so because um, the battle between Dumbledore and Grindelwald happens in like 1940, I think. And while Fantastic Beasts kind of goes all over the place, something like that. So and then and then like the Harry Potter stuff of it is probably like 48, 90s. like it's, it's early 90s. Um, so you're talking about 42, 43 years or something like that, or 45 years. Harry's first wow. year is 1991. 91. So yeah, so. I know the Grindelwald Dumbledore battle happens. I think it's either late 1930s or early 1940s. So for, hold on, yeah. Harry's first year is in 1991. So all those people who wonder why they use an owls and not cell phones because they weren't around yet for no text messages. Okay, just going. Yeah. I get tired of seeing that. Personal theory: grunge doesn't exist in the Harry Potter world because we <laughs> never heard any any Nirvana, any Soundgarden. Nothing. I don't know, man, because there's the the wicked um, uh, the... in in yeah, in Goblet of Fire. Oh god. Where the... that band's kind of like they're like a weird grunge. The it's... Weird Sisters. I think that's it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Really? They yeah. had grunge music in Harry well, Potter. Well, not like full on gr- like you, have you not seen Goblet of Fire? I I mean, I've seen them at some point. It's a really yeah. it's a, honestly a horrible scene. And I don't know why they wanted this in the movie, but it's essentially like they, it's a wizarding band, like a wizard, a wizard band. And they're like this weird, like indie emo grunge type sound. It's weird, man. Yeah. They chose that over okay. the last ended screws, but that, that's fourth movie. We're going to, we're in first. <laughs> yeah. Um, we could still bring up when, when Dustin's wrong on things, we can still yeah. correct them. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah, correct me on this because I don't know shit okay. about Harry Potter. Just, just so we're all on the same page, the duel between Grindelwald and Dumbledore took place on November second, nineteen forty-five. There you go. Because I knew it, it, it kind of the timelines kind of lined up with like World War Two. I remember oh, yeah. that definitely. So, do y'all think like after Voldy's gone in ninety-eight, do you think things kind of pick back up for like wizards? Do you well, think they started probably. I mean, the yeah. Weasleys were all around, so they probably had like twelve children. Yeah, each, so yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I could see kids left, right, and center. Yeah, because because Harry ends up Harry and um, Harry's uh, with Ginny, Ginny end up having three, right? Yeah, and then Hermione because yeah. the Hermione Ron and Ron three. had two. Oh, yep. Two. No, was it was it yep. three? I, I think it was two. It may have been two. I, I want to say three because I think they had no. It may have been two. I know they had one at Hogwarts and one wanting to go. What what are they like fucking Catholic and they don't believe in like contraception or something? Well, I mean, you know, it was that the time was right and um, and have you, you know seen Harry Harry, of- yeah Harry ends up becoming like uh, a master or so yeah you know, he's got he the salary be- no he became the head of the Auror office yeah and Ron and Hermione had two kids Rose and Hugo that's right it was Harry's little girl that wanted to go. Yeah, because at the the end of the last movie where they do like that, what is it? Thirteen or nineteen years later? I think it's nineteen. Nineteen. Yeah. Nineteen. Yeah. So that that scene where that kid, he's like <clears throat> Harry's kid, and they do the whole talk. He's like, I named I named you after the two the two best wizards ever, or the two best the two, two best headmasters ever. Ever known? Come on. Ever known? It, Whatever. You know what I'm you know what I'm getting at. I'm making fun of the scene, not trying to be accurate to the scene. Um, so that kid ends up being like the little shit that almost brings Voldemort back. Yes, because he's he's the cursed child, Elvis Severus. Yep, Potter. Just hate that name. <laughs> cursed child. I would still child. love to. See, I would still love to see the movie. I do. Like, want I to wish. See the play. I wish they would. I would. Like I wish to see the play. I don't want to see the play. I just. I want to make. Want to I want the play, them to really? make. Don't care about the play. I want them to make it into a movie, so I'll actually give a shit about it. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. So theory number three. This one we're gonna call potions class. Harry's first day in his first class with Professor Snape. Snape's first words to him are, and I'm going to read this just so I can get this right. Yeah, how dare yeah. you not be accurate? Exactly. What would I get if I added powdered root of asphodel to an infusion of wormwood? So the theory is, is this is a secret message that to Harry, even though from Snape, that Harry didn't get, that nobody else got. But Snape. 
And the reason why is according to the Victorian flower language, Asphodel is a type of lily, which is Harry Potter's mom. Yep. Meaning my my regrets follow you to the grave. And wormwood means absence. It's also typically symbolized bitter sorrow. So if you combined it, it means I bitterly regret Lily's death. Do you think this is just a play yeah. on words from our esteemed author? Or do you think this is actually something that she put in there as a secret message for fans to try to find as an Easter egg? 100% secret message because J.K. Rowling is not that smart to just be like, randomly get that exactly, you know what I mean? There's no fucking way. It was definitely a message that was put in there by her. Um, And then, I mean, like, when you go through and then either reading the books or watching the movies... Snape is the hard-ass stepfather on Harry without actually being a stepfather. Can we agree on that? Super abusive. Super no. abusive. <laughs> super abusive. He would be like the stepfather Mentally, in Sling Blade. Like super abusive. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, abusive like, as hell. Absolutely hate But that's, that's, who he, that's who he plays. Yeah, that's who he plays, which is when you find out, you know, while he's dying... Harry gets the the uh, the tears, goes and fucking puts it in, and then you now find out the entire time he was trying to essentially protect Harry and do all yeah, this. Yeah, that's all, So it's like, yeah. But he loved her so much that no. he loved Harry, right? I don't think he, he, and he was, loved Harry. He, I no? think he just wanted to protect Harry to protect Lily's legacy. Yeah. At, at no point would I ever yeah. say that he loved Harry. I could say I'd be like I if you told me like he was okay with Harry that's fine but love it's a fucked up love <laughs> um but yeah I mean he shows Harry what his like everything that he cared about for Lily and all that stuff back in the day so no I think he absolutely like there's a reason for that message right and you don't you think it's an Easter egg or you don't think it's an Easter egg? You think it was like a direct message or not a direct message? I think it was hundred percent a planned direct message to Harry. Absolutely. Huh. And the only person that could even answer the question was Hermione, and she wasn't answering the question the way that it was stated to Harry, as far as it being like a this is a coded message type thing. She was trying to be the so, nodal. So why would why would Snape want to reveal that relationship to Harry though. Wasn't the whole point to well, stay away thing. and keep like, him. I don't think he was trying I don't think he was trying there's to reveal no way it Harry, Harry would even be able to know. I think he was trying to get yeah. I think he was trying to get guilt off of his chest. Oh, say it without saying. Exactly, yeah. Cuz I mean, how how fucked up is it? Like imagine you for instance like to just throw an analogy out there. Let's say you're let's say I'm uh the most um, prolific chemistry person in the world and you who's never done chemistry in the world or never done chemistry ever in your life, I'm trying to fucking test you on chemistry about things that I'm supposed to know but you're not. You know what I mean? It's kind of like that. Because Snape knows all about the potion stuff. He knows all about everything that has to do with it. Harry knows fucking literally nothing. At least like Hermione and, you know, the Weasleys, they had some type of training or some type of like like Hermione just wanted to know everything. She applied herself, so she studied as much as she could. The Weasleys, they have generations of kids going through the school that they probably helped them a little bit here and there. Harry mm-hmm. honestly was like he essentially is Rain Man. Like he's yeah. like, he's the furthest from education but ends up like being the hero. It is really yeah, odd how he kind of oh. learns about the whole wizarding world and then it's just instantly like in school. Like well, within not only that, like, what is it a like week or something? Or well, not... in the school too. Like he's like uh, well, let me let me say this right. Uh, hold, hold on hold on hold on remember remember, remember we're on the movies we're on well, the books. Like he's we're we're doing both. But like he's an ungodly natural flyer. Ooh, an ungodly natural flyer. And then, like, toward the end, we're getting a little bit further in the book, but he's the one who goes through and is able to see through the mirror and get the, the stone because he's so pure of heart. Rob's making faces. 
Yeah. Rob, you want to Rob say something? Go for it. Say it. Say it with okay. your chest. Okay. I think I'm going to stick with, you know, we're not going to get into the whole Harry Potter is God among wizards because that is some bullshit. That's besides the point. Um, let's stick with just what we're talking about here in the theory. Um, I, I think it all comes down to your view of Severus Snape. Um, I, I think he feels regret that Lily died, but he gives zero shits about Harry. Uh, he gives zero shits about his dad. Uh, he gives zero shits. I mean, what kind of human being? Mm -mm. Sorry, Severus Snape is a trigger for me. Because I can't stand the man. Although, Alan Rickman, you are amazing. Thank you for playing Severus. You are a... You are missed every single day. Nakatomi Plaza forever. Um, it all depends on your viewpoint of Snape. I, I think he feels some regret towards Lily's death. Especially since, you know, it's his fucking fault to begin with. Um, so I think, yes... It is him trying to express some type of regret without actually trying to express any type of regret. Because the man has no balls. So, fuck Severus Snape, by the way. Damn, hot take. I hate Severus Snape. I think he is... I think he is the worst human... He, yes, he was a spy for the light, but that does not make up for the horrendous, horrible just god-awful things that he did in life i hope he's in hell i i don't know if we're breaking too far off of topic here but like as a movie only watcher he comes across <laughs> as like an unsung hero in the movies as far as i can tell like he was the one that was actually trying to do good stuff and dumbledore was actually kind of more of a villainous character in the grand scheme of things i think dumbledore you could put a lot at his feet. He was he a very he was a very complex man. He was a very complex. There is a big theory <laughs> about him too. We'll get into that in another. Well, this episode, this encompasses all the movies. This is oh this no. episode. Well, then we're no 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 not this episode. The theory. No 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 no. He's yeah, talking about Dumbledore's the big plan. I know. So, I think we'll just have to yeah. do another episode where we do an overarching. That that encompasses like all of the, the the whole actual Harry Potter universe versus going movie by movie because there's a lot out there that encompasses just the universe as a whole and that includes Dumbledore yeah. and his plan. So, I do agree with point. Rob to an extent. With when, when it comes to Snape, I think he was a horrible, horrible person, but it's kind of. How do I want to say this? When you're pushed to a certain point, you can start to become that horrible person. And if it wasn't for the Marauders, or Marauders, however, I can't say it right now, bullying him to the point of God knows how long. I mean, they probably even bullied him after school. We don't know. But that doesn't give him the excuse to do what he did. Now, when you're talking about the Marauders, you're talking James, about like James Sirius, Potter and James, like Sirius, his... Remus, and Dickhead. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, he was he was bullied by them, and that's what, one of the reasons that he absolutely hates Harry is because he reminds him so much of his dad. Yeah. But and again, I'm not saying he gave as good as he got. I mean, it's not like Severus Snape is a saint that's just like. Oh, I'm just here to study and do my schoolwork. Bullshit. The man was doing the same thing and probably even worse. And that does not stop the fact that he became a Death Eater to begin with. Again, that's what I'm saying. I'm not giving so, him any excuses. I'm just saying. Personal responsibility. I'm saying as it comes to Harry. The way he treated Harry. Not him becoming a Death Eater and Piece stuff. Piece of shit. So. Okay. All right. Sure. To the next point. Sorry. Let's move on. So we can get off the snake situation. <laughs> the Sorcerer's Stone. Why exactly was it in the school? I have two theories on this one. So this is a two-parter. 
But if Dumbledore, we, we see it in the fifth book, Dumbledore absolutely cares for his students. Does not want to bring any harm to his students. Um, I can't remember her name, but the, the sneak. <laughs> the girl who had, who turned in... Marietta Edgecombe. She, she turned in the, the, the club and she got sneak written on her face. When she wouldn't tell Umbridge anything, Dumbledore's been quiet the whole time. Even in the books, Dustin, you're, you're a mud blood so you won't know this in the movies Dumbledore comes off shaking Harry and did you put your name in the goblet of fire but in the books he's Harry did you put yeah. your name in the goblet of fire you're mixing yeah but you're, I'm, I'm, I'm going to I'm taking a long road to get to my point but in the okay. book the fifth book Marietta Edgecombe yeah. she won't tell Umbridge and Dumbledore's been calm this entire time Umbridge grabs hold and starts to try to be violent with the student. Dumbledore shoots up and is ready to take her out. And she lets go. So if he cares for the protection of his students, why would he bring this stone to Hogwarts? Something that he knows that there's going to be all sorts of people after all sorts of wicked people. Four words. For the greater good. <laughs> For the pig to be slaughtered later. So I had two theories on this. All right, so the first one is he knew Voldemort was still out there. And this was a way to make him show himself, like a way to trick him, trick him to come into the light so that he could be sure that he was out there. Yeah. Lure him out. Just a fishing line, so he cast it out there, and sure enough, Voldemort takes the bait and comes out. And then the second one is that he wanted to drink from the stone itself. That way, he could stay alive long enough to lead the pig to slaughter, as somebody else would say. He wanted to train Harry. To be ready for when Voldemort does eventually rise to power and come back. Personally, I think it's the first one that goes. It's if it's any of the either of these two, it's the first one, because the second one is completely against character. Because he continues like throughout the series, he like constantly talks about death as being the, just the next great adventure that. There are things to fear in life beyond just death. Death is nothing to be afraid of. So trying to prolong his life just so he could teach Harry when he's in relatively decent shape for being over 100 years old. Obviously, wizards live longer than muggles do. But I just, I, I don't see that second one as being, you know, very, just my personal opinion. I don't think it would be something he would do. I know Nicholas Flamel did it, and he's lived for hundreds of years. And I I just, I I think the first one is more likely of the two. So. Hmm. He does age like crazy in between uh, Fantastic Beast and... uh... Oh, God, yeah. Also, his wardrobe, I don't know what the hell happened. I mean... Three piece suits looking, looking, and not even, fly, and that that's you. like in a matter uh, of like a few years because I think the last Fantastic Beast movie was based in like nineteen thirty something, and then Voldemort's in it was, yep, and um, Hogwarts just a few years later. That's true. Nineteen fifties, I think, is when he shows up. No, because he was born nineteen twenty seven. So it'd be like the early 40s. Yeah. But he really does go from like wearing like some cool ass suits to like being like, you know who's awesome? <laughs> Merlin. <laughs> 1938 is when Voldemort arrives at Hogwarts. So like the time that we're talking would be like 1943. Yeah. And he defeats Grindelwald in 1945. But that's when Voldemort disappears. Hmm. Yeah, I want to say it's 43 is when he opened the Chamber of Secrets. Yeah. It would have been his... 
When did Myrtle die? We're getting yes, into different. We need movies. to save that for next movie. <laughs> Jordan, yes, what's your do. thoughts on the theory? Um, I'd I'd go with the first side of it. I can't. I mean, I don't think Dumbledore. You're talking about luring Voldemort out, right? Yeah, luring him out. Uh, I don't think Dumbledore at any point would care to like extend his life. Just me personally. Um, but I can see him trying to be someone that's. He knows something's stirring up. He knows that there's going to be a time and a place where this is going to happen. And uh, don't get me wrong, while the plans he makes up may not be the nicest to some people, um, he's a goddamn good master plan person. Like, he he can make up a good plan. He's a master strategist. Yeah, he very much so. Um, So, yeah, I think with that being said, using the stone to lure out uh, Voldemort is, is probably more so what he was doing with it. Because what I mean, realistically, what else could he be doing? I don't see him. I don't see him trying to preserve his life, even at that point. So it would it would have had to have been like a, come on out. We've been we've been seeing that some, you know, some animals in the uh, forbidden forest have been getting uh, eaten and and their their blood sucked on. Unicorn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like. Mm, question here why why do you think he's so against trying to extend his life like as somebody who's you know not as versed in the war and stuff i i mean if you could why wouldn't you well it it goes with with what rob said though with his point on it he it's not in his character he like if you look at dumbledore's character as a whole he doesn't really care about that like think about think about like voldemort Voldemort was trying to extend his life to where he was no one can kill him, right? Because and that's why he split his soul doing the Horcruxes. Um Dumbledore always remains that it's black dark magic. You know, no one should ever do this type of thing. Yeah. Um even more so with Rob's point is that death is not the end. So for him it's like whenever his time came, it is what it is. Because if he wanted to extend his life, he had several opportunities to do so. And when he gets the, um, uh, when he touches the Horcrux that you know curses his hand and all that, and and you know Snape's like, you have like a year to live, maybe. Right then and there, he could have been like, all right, well, I'm going to go save myself. I'm going to go find a way that I can preserve my life and and try and fix all of this. Because there's still options. Just because it wasn't a curable thing. Doesn't mean he couldn't use the stone. Doesn't mean he couldn't find, go seek out ways to do this with other relics. So hmm. he knew his time was up. And think about what he's lived through. He kills his his he kills his gay his gay lover. And possibly his sister. And it's, he's responsible. His brother and him don't have a good relationship. Uh-huh. Yep. He has to literally. Cre- I mean, think. I mean, I know we're we're talking about the raising Harry to be a pig and and to be slaughtered at some point, and it's his plan. Think about the amount of fucking stress that had to have caused him. Because he, as we know, he cares about he cares about his students. He definitely cares about, and I'm going to go ahead and say this: cares about Harry way more than any other student. And there's reason for it. Obviously, he had, he's part of the plan, but. He does he even yeah, we, really he, care about that out in the like book. honestly does yeah, he we, care about yeah, keeping him safe long book. enough? No, in the, fi- or does in he the care fifth about book, him? he avoids Harry most of the time, and it's because he was starting to really, really care about Harry, and he wants to. He was trying mm-hmm. to distance himself because he knew what had to be done. Mm-hmm. But initially, mm-hmm. he probably didn't. Like, if we're in the first movie realm right now, first book, it it was more of a job, like a strategy, right? I'd say possibly. Mm. I think that he, like we were saying, he does care for his students, and he definitely wants to keep Harry around. But I don't think he cares for him as much as he does the other students. But he does see Harry's kind of his, we'll say his bishop at this point for the chess, like in chess. So he's got to keep him, keep him around to make those moves. But he's definitely a pawn to him. See, I wouldn't say he's fully yeah. on a pawn, though. 
I, th- I think he's a little bit Dumbledore higher. clearly cares about Harry. Yeah, Dumbledore clearly cares about Harry. I don't think that that should be refuted at all. If we're only talking about the first movie, you could make case for that he just cares for all of his students. But as okay. it grows, like he there's there is a love there. Hmm. Almost like Dumbledore became a stepfather figure that cared about Harry. But in that instance, also leads him to slaughter because of his plan. <laughs> so that's just my thought on it. Okay. Let's move on to... It's a discussion for another day. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the next one. So this one is one that I got from the Carlin Brothers as well. And they got it from a fan, and they dove into this one, and I thought it was pretty nice, or pretty cool. So do the challenges, and this is in the book, so it's going to be all seven challenges. Do the challenges predict all the books and everything? So like in the first challenge, the fluffy would represent, let's say, Hagrid. Because Hagrid pretty much carried that first book and he's the care magical creatures teacher by book three but he's also like he he gets the dragon and he kind of carries the whole story on this one because he tells harry stuff that he shouldn't be able to know i mean it's a joke in the movies you know i shouldn't have told you that the the whole movie the second one is devil snare so book two is uh, I mean, when they hit the thing, they say it's snake-like tendrils start wrapping him up, the basilisk. But also, oh, yeah. you could refer to Thomas Riddle here as the devil. And he has a trap set for Ginny, so it would be a devil snare. The third one oh, wow. is the key challenge, where Harry has to catch the key. What do keys unlock? Presence. Prisoner of Azkaban. Setting it serious free. I know I said it wrong. <laughs> yeah, I would say like out of all yeah. of them, like the first two you were like spot on with, that one, and that one's like, I don't, what I don't do keys know. unlock? Only prisoners, <laughs> not doors. I don't know why. Yeah. Well, they would be under lock the key, I guess, right? <laughs> It's been, my brain, look, I told y'all I was nervous on this and I'm trying to read and remember everything at the same time. There was a hard yeah. sell. Keys? There was a, there was a hard Keys sell. That's, a, that's a hard sell on that one, but uh, hey, but also it was a silver key. And what colors the Patronus Harry cast? Silver dough or silver. Oh my God. It's not a dough. A silver stag. <laughs> um. So the fourth one, okay. Right, go, the fourth go, one is on. the chess set, and in the fourth book, it's of course the Triwizard Tournament, Quidditch World Cup. So it's pretty yep. much just a bunch of games. But also, you have like okay, pretty much in the battle of good versus evil. We'll say Harry's the white and Voldemort's the black. Voldemort tries to take out Harry and make Black go first. However, we know White always goes first in chess. So Harry gets away and makes sure White goes first. Yes. So the seventh one, is it split into two parts and it's a major cash grab? (laughs) All right. So this is where we kind of differ from the movies. Because they took out the the fifth and sixth one. So in the the fifth one is the troll who was Quarles. This one's obvious, boys. Troll, Umbridge... Troll, Umbridge. Come on now. Come on. Not o- <laughs> Rob is losing his shit over o- here. <laughs> but not only, <laughs> but not only that, they also have their owls, and one of the worst grades you can get in an owl is a troll. Oh Jesus! <laughs> I'm stretching, but I'm trying. All right, now this one is like the one that like really kind of actually made sense to me. So the seventh task that he has, or the sixth task that he has to go through, is the potion one where he has to drink the certain potion. Not only is it the potions where he thrives throughout that whole book because of the half blood prince, but the half blood prince turns out to be Snape, whose task this one is. 
So that one just kind of was like, well, I, I guess th- this one kind of made me see that it could possibly be. But then, of course, we got the seventh and final where he finally comes face to face for the first time with Lord Voldemort, so to speak. I mean, it's versus like the fifth time he's seen him in the actual seventh book. Yes. So okay. this is like their first time battling versus their last time battling. Yes. It's the confrontation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I told you this was going to be a hard one, but he's flying after keys. Keys unlock doors. Doors it's are a silver prison. key. Serious black. Escape from prison. Silver key. <laughs> no, that one silver. was like the hardest There's one. Nothing for me else. To like when they they came up with this one, I was like, ah. Like it was. I'm sorry. That was. A... I was like. That, you so know what? You had some me. Of the... You had me in the first two. I could maybe see that. Then you got to the keys and you started <laughs> losing me. And then you went to troll, and I was like, "No, come on now, troll and Umbridge just works." Troll. It looks like some Umbridge. Of that, yeah, Umbridge some looks of, like a some toad, of that bro. sounded like. Did you guys ever watch the uh, um, the number twenty three the movie? Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, great movie. Yeah. So some of it sounded like him theorizing <laughs> from that. It's like, well, I have, I have, I have ten fingers and I have two eyes and I have one nose. Twenty three, <laughs> like shit, like that. <laughs> I mean, some of that yeah, doesn't like, sound bad though. Yeah, like, yeah. So look, ten, ten, ten fingers, ten toes, two eyes, one nose. Twenty three. I was listening to this one, and some of that is, some of that is possible. I think, especially the final one, the confrontation, but. Some of these the, the two that I really and think are reaching the, are three and five. Oh god! Well, if yeah. if three wasn't a reach, I don't know like what the they fuck were, is they, a reach. Like then. I listened to this again. <laughs> He's got to do the silver key, and you know what? Keys unlocked. Yeah, I watched. I watched this this episode of their their theory thing today again. I was just like, man, this is going to be a yeah. hard, hard, hard sell on this episode tonight. But I was like, I got to try it at least. Hard sell. I'm yeah. not buying. <laughs> I, I I applaud yeah. you trying I had to get it James, out there, you know. But no, I understand. Now the thing no, I'm wondering too. I mean, you guys know much more about this than I do. But like, how much of this did she have planned out? Did she know she was doing seven books from the start? Yes. Like, if this is possible, I, she, you know, like follow yeah. me. She on wrote that. the epilogue, bef- like as she was writing the first book. So she had an idea of what direction she wanted to go. But I don't think she had it all completely planned out from the start. I think There's no she way had she had idea. seven books planned. No. I, I think she had an idea, but I don't think she had it all the way. And honestly, once you got the Half-Blood Prince, eh, that's probably my least favorite book. See, that's um, fucked up because that's my favorite, like, least favorite book, but my favorite movie. That's the best movie adaptation they did, in my opinion. I, I don't know. See, I, okay, I'm about the. I I love the books. I the movies are okay. Like every, like, on multiple rewatches, I'm at a point where I just get so frustrated with it that like I uh-huh. I remember going to the midnight showings for, uh, Prisoner, Goblet of Fire, Order of the Phoenix. I, I was at the midnight showings for all of those, and Hell and yeah. it was. It was a blast. I loved it. It was so much fun. I loved it. It was like these movies are awesome, but then rewatching them over and over, and especially now as I'm getting older, I'm like, they have dropped the ball so. Rob's hard. become vindictive as an adult. I have. I really <laughs> have. So, so it's it's Rob. So I it's, love it's, seeing it's... the side of you. By the way, this is that like nerd <laughs> rage that I get I'm, with Star I'm Wars. And I never get to see anybody else have these like freak out moments and stuff. I love it. Like when. In my opinion, and Jordan May is probably going to disagree, but I think the first two movies were the best. I think they stuck the closest to the books <laughs> because Christopher Columbus wanted to stick close. The only thing is, I, we need. Yeah, people. I think oh. they stuck close. I don't think they're the best books, or best I don't movies, think they're the best movies, but I think but they're I the closest think to the books. They stuck the closest yeah. to the books. I'll give you that, but goddamn, whenever me and my wife every year. Around fall, winter time, mainly December, we rewatch all the movies in a row. And let me tell you, every year so far, when the first two movies are on, I would rather be shitting my pants than watching them. 
<laughs> I hate those movies so much. They're so fucking boring. Yes. Once yeah, you get to boring. once you once you get to number three and on, that's where the good mm. stuff is. That's true. I really like watching what it, what is it Prisoner of Azkaban? Oh, yeah, no, yeah no that's really... not, yep number three. That's, that's probably that's an my amazing favorite one. book. That's num- number two in the movies for me. You know what my least favorite is? Okay, that's... in the movies, Goblet of Which Fire. One? Which one? It's one of my favorite books. Yeah, they don't have the Quidditch World Cup. They don't. The ma- nope. it's a scary. No, yes, they do. They just start it. They don't show. Yeah, the they don't game. show the game, which they would don't... be amazing to see. They don't have the money to show the game. They didn't have like a <laughs> lot of the stuff too. There's like a lot of stuff yeah. missing from like, that was from one thing to another. But here's the th- see. That's the thing with with Harry Potter. The movies are cool. It's good to see them on the big screen. They need to turn this into a show. Because we do need tongue-tongue toffee. HBO Max HBO Max needs to turn this into a streaming series. There was rumors they of... they can get into the nitty-gritty detail. Yeah. There was rumors of uh, doing a TV show for HBO Max about like Voldemort's uprising. That would be dope. I would love yeah. to see that. I would like that's something I've been talking about for a long time that I would I would much rather because like Fantastic Beasts almost gets me there where I'm like I like these movies they're good I like that they go into the older lore familiar faces um, but I more or less want to see like I want to see Tom Riddle go through go through Hogwarts and then go to become and like his transformation into Voldemort. Mm-hmm. And then his takeover of the like that's what I want to see. Yeah, and why all those kids weren't born? <laughs> yeah, metal. Voldemort yeah. kills children. He does. No, that's I'm I, still. That's my theory for that. For number three, he was killed. Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Him was amazing. I honestly thought that was a very good movie, and I really enjoyed it. The second one, a little less so. You start to lose me. Honestly, I didn't even make it through the third Fantastic Beast movie. Really? See, I know we're not I talking about the Fantastic Beasts, but like it frustrates me to no end that they spend like a third of the movie just showing you like, oh, here's a deer, <laughs> and it's beautiful and majestic, <laughs> well, and it's like, what does that have well, to do with the story, though? Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. You just found them. <laughs> you found the deer. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like if I wanted to watch that, I'd just sit at home and watch cat videos on YouTube <laughs> or to be, something. To be fair, if anything... They shouldn't have brought like Grindelwald and stuff like that into it because they should have stuck more true to like the actual like animals of the world. That would be yes. like a good TV. If they're show. going to call it Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, yes, that would have been like a fun little like a, like, like a fake side, documentary, like, yeah, side random thing. TV show. Yeah, like if you're going to go into like what happens with you shouldn't you shouldn't call it Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. No. So. Would anybody really want to see like? Like a two and a half hour movie of Newt hanging out with no, some it'd be like, like the crocodile hunter. No, but that's a thirty minute show. Yeah, a thirty minute show. But that's a thirty minute show. That's the point. They don't. They do. They do like ten minutes of the Fantastic Beasts. Bro, can't you just? They don't show where to find them, and then they do action. <laughs> it's like yeah, the Thunderbirds just hanging. Like, just change, just turns into like Dora the Explorer. The title. Like he's like. Oh bloody hell! Oh, it's right a, here. There's a Thunderbird right it's, behind me. It's like oh shit! It's like Steve Irwin. Crawl Except key. for magical animals. Come on. Yeah, that would be dope, great. actually. <laughs> yeah. I would watch that. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Like, just fucking yeah. change the title. I agree. All right. So this one I've been keeping secret from you guys. Because this one shocked. Oh, this one threw me for the loop when I first read this. To be fair, your theory for the third challenge threw us <laughs> for a fucking loop. Well, this, one, this one's kind of dark. <laughs> key prison <laughs> this one this one is dark and this one is I, personally i kind of don't believe it but then at the same time when i was reading it i kind of was like oh so i i kept this one secret so i can get y'all's real-time reactions to this so jordan you gotta unmute <laughs> okay i'm unmuted i'm unmuted sorry i was moving my chair it was really loud so for reference we know that don't or not dumbledore voldemort made an accidental horcrux in Harry Potter. Could Harry Potter have made an accidental horcrux when he took out Coral? No. 
<laughs> All right, we'll see you guys next week. <laughs> no. Why not, though? No. <laughs> no. Written directed by Mick G. <laughs> because there's a process to creating a Horcrux, and at that point, Voldemort's soul was so unstable that, yes, it was ripped apart already, and it created a Horcrux. Plus, he was planning on making another Horcrux out of Harry's death. So he was prepped for it. Harry wasn't prepped to make a horcrux. He wasn't even intending to kill. It's murder that creates a horcrux. Harry's intention was not to murder Quirrell. It was to get him the hell off him. No. Is it? Sorry. Yeah, but I, hold, I know hold we're on, not hold, shitting on theories, but yeah, hold on, I gotta hold take on a real big quick. ass dump on that one. Hold on, hold on, real quick. No. Is it intent of murder, or is it just murder? I thought it was the guilt of the murder. It's intent of murder. It is to huh? literally murder. Like, like the only the only way you can create a Horcrux is murder. you have to. You're planning a murder. You commit the murder, and then you can split your soul. You can't accidentally murder someone and then split your no. soul. Nope. Well, the thing is, is it is cold blooded murder. But, but Voldemort didn't have time to do the ritual because he died, like, or got zapped by his own spell. We don't know how you create a Horcrux to begin with. Otherwise, other than the fact that there is a ritual involved. Is it pre-murder? Is it post-murder? If I recall, we it's don't post. know. I think this is coming from JK. But at the same time, yes, but at the same time, his soul was so unstable at that point. It just... Bloop. Bloop. Uh. Bloop. <laughs> and it was an accident. It was not... He was planning on killing people that night harry had no intentions at all of killing quarrel no i well, hold, hold, on, hold on hold on hold on okay just real quick so this is from wizardingworld.com just because i wanted to okay. see if there was any anything to that um this says here to create a horcrux is to commit a horrific sin in the wizarding world it doesn't say murder it says horrific sin which would be killing somebody. It doesn't matter. Now, granted, Harry didn't do that. Harry didn't do that. The way that, that Harry would have been... Self-defense. I, I, I just want to throw this out here. How you create a Horcrux or not, aside, right? Take that. Move it over to the side, right? If he did create a Horcrux, right, what would be the point of it? And... Well, he wouldn't know. How would that play in? Well, no, no, no. no not, not... Hold on. Hold on, hold on. It wasn't it wasn't that he planned yeah. to make a Horcrux. It was did he accidentally make a Horcrux? Okay, but if he did, how does that play into anything? No, it, it doesn't. Is there any no, ramifications it to it? Or well, the the theory was that wouldn't he lose part of his humanity? He, the theory was that the, his accidental Horcrux was the Philosopher's Stone. The Philosopher's Stone. Oh, the, the Sorcerer's Stone. Yeah, if you're the accidental Horcrux, the so the philosopher, yeah. the philosopher's stone was the, uh, if I'm the not mistaken, original. like the the yeah. English version. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean I know what it is. I'm just, huh. But it doesn't really have any. It was just like a like we were saying, just random theories that we were coming up with. I heard this one. I was like, hmm, could it? And I mean, it's no. I don't see it being true personally, but it's just one out there that makes you think. It makes Rob think no. Well, I had a part two to this one, and I was going to save it for the next Harry Potter episode because it has to do with Chamber of Secrets. All right, well, we got yeah. a while before that one. <laughs> I need to calm down after this. Well, here, here. We'll, we'll go for one more theory. And this is just kind of a thought, not really a theory. Like, So we know, we know Voldy was heading, he was going to make a Horcrux out of Harry. What object yes. do you think he was taking? His glasses. As a baby. He didn't have glasses. His rattle. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. Like, because... Oh, man, how fucked like, up would that like, be if one of his horcruxes like, was a rattle? Like, had... <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> like, you know, even no matter what... It, 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 it was... The yeah, it was, it was the star on his mobile... They're looking, it's like a book, a fucking snake, like, uh, you know, a uh, tear up the locket. Yeah. And then it's like a rattle. That is one evil <laughs> motherfucker. Well, the snake didn't become a horcrux until he came back. 
That's true. So yeah. Voldemort's got a just naming off Voldemort's the few got that a, I knew. Voldemort's got a thing of seven. <laughs> That's the fourth movie yeah. slash book. <laughs> We're getting far ahead so of ourselves. So my theory, my thought is, somehow he got the sword of Gryffindor. No. Well, think about it. He had, he had How? the the. I don't How? know. That's what I'm getting at. The most Slytherin Slytherin to ever Slytherin got the sword it of was, Gryffindor. It was missing no. until Harry pulled it. Come on, bullshit. Oh yeah, and Voldemort, the most Slytherin Slytherin to ever. I don't Slytherin, think he he got may have the sword he of may have Gryffindor. Stolen it no. somehow, and then it disappeared Get that out night. Of here with that nonsense. Get out well, of here. Think with about that it. Nonsense. He had the Gaunt family no. ring. His diary. So now here, here's where it gets there. This is terrible. Salazar Slytherin's locket. Because he's a descendant of Slytherin. Hufflepuff's goblet. Because he killed someone and took it. Ravenclaw's diadem. Because he tricked Helena Ravenclaw and found and out. And then where he was, it was in Dumbledore's office. Okay. Or the sword of usually Dumbledore... is. It wasn't in. No, it wasn't well, where was there. It? It was lost. Read the second book, dumbass. It was lost. No one knew where it was. I should have. I should have pre-warned you guys that Rob gets a little angry with the Harry Potter stuff. <laughs> I'm t- if he was able to trick somebody into telling him where the diadem is, how could could he been able to find? He's some- got a trick, random guy number five. Why not? Where the sword of Gryffindor is because there's no random guy number that five. we know of. The sword disappeared eons ago. No one knew where it was. But all of a sudden, Voldemort's just going to find out because, you know, he's yes. Voldemort. No. To be fair, hold on. To be fair, just to, like, devil's advocate on this one. Uh-huh. Go back to hell, Jordan. Hold on, hold on, hold on, <laughs> hold on. A, a 12-year-old pulled it out of thin air. Out of a hat, but... Because he's a Gryffindor! Hold on, stop. We're talking about one of the most powerful wizard, wizards in the world. And you're saying that he has no chance of ever finding that sword versus a 12-year-old pulling it? No. I don't know. Um, because Harry is the prototypical Gryffindor. Because he was able to pull it from the... You know what? We're in the wrong movie now, guys. God damn it. Why do you guys do this to me? Oh, this is going to be amazing. You have set the tone for my Star Wars <laughs> episode so hard. It's going to be amazing. I'm going to rage out on you guys. I'm done. I'm going home. Yeah, Rob You're is, already uh, home, Rob. Rob gets Rob gets a little there's two there's two things Rob gets cranky about, and it's definitely the Harry Potter series followed by me, him, and the Die Hard's not a Christmas movie theory. Fuck you. <laughs> Die Hard's a Christmas movie. I've come to terms with you never believing me with Die Hard as a Christmas movie. But I'm fine with Harry that. Potter's the hill I will die on. So Oh man, we have like what seven more of these? Oh yeah, we're gonna have some fun with these. Well, I oh, guess man. technically like eight because you wanted to do like an overall one, right? I wanted to do an overarching episode. But that's just me. I love this. <laughs> it's just I'm gonna be a lot of anger. Yes, uh, Rob freak out episodes. <laughs> it's gonna be amazing. I can't <laughs> wait to come up with the most dumbass theories and just like straight face like throw them at you Justin's guys. Gonna be like bring, sending me like all these weird ass things now. <laughs> Rob, <laughs> locks open doors. <laughs> locks open doors. A lot more, bitch. <laughs> All right, so on that, guys, this up. is the end of the episode. I want to thank you guys for joining us. So, I mean, we got the socials, right, Rob? No, not no, yet. Not oh, yet. we're getting them. Are we going to get on YouTube with this? Although you can contact... Uh... I, I'm not. We should. We, we should have Dustin. <laughs> if if one of you could figure it out. <laughs> I mean, I gotta. Yeah. I, 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 this would have been perfect because of the Harry Potter shelf. Oh, oh yeah, you see the Gryffindor. You I'm see angry the Gryffindor. now. I'm angry now. I gotta go watch Ted Lasso. <laughs> to calm down. All right. So we'll be on social media at some point. You can message Rob. Or, I mean, just hit us up on Facebook. You contact us at the Centerway Society at they, gmail.com. Oh. That's our email address. Oh, we got a Gmail. Yeah. We're like business. Yeah, because it's free. Uh, that's <laughs> fancy. That's you want to send us our cash app? No. <laughs> 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 All right. It's been great, guys. Cash yeah. app is coming. <laughs> no. All right. That's fine. And this is where yes, we end the show. Now. Bye. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Slebiosa.
Who keeps banging? I keep hearing it too. Oh, it might be me. Let me check. God, Jordan. No. It might be because I have my messenger loaded. Oh, yeah, that'll do it. Sorry. That's alright, no worries. Um. Yeah. I just heard it. That was not me. All right. Yeah, I thought it was me. Honestly, I kept I, like at, it was like it, it was like every single time that I heard it, I also looked over my phone, and my band chat's going off. But that last time, I was like, ah, nothing happened. Yeah, apparently it's me. Sorry. Dustin's porn notifications are going off. <laughs> Brand new Bukaki video. Brand new new shit uh, popping up on Pornhub. He's on he's on feetfinder.com. <laughs> where did the whole feet thing like where did that come from? What so do you mean? When, I was just joking. When that started up at that conversation was going on, I was at work and we have this thing about only feats. It's not only feet, it's only feats. And it's just yeah. this running gag, and like, we started talking about. We were talking <laughs> at the same time, and it just happened. Okay, all right. So I'm gonna go On back to the next. <laughs> Patreon and Dustin's only feats. Patreon slash the Centerway du- Society. Yeah, <laughs> Dustin's only feats. Yeah, contribute yep, yep. to my find, own. find find Dustin on uh, feetfinder.com. Hell yeah, best feet only. Oh <laughs> He's gonna start right, waving yeah. a wand with his foot now, <laughs> like holding them between my toes and shit. Oh god! Oh. We have officially gone oh. off the rails now.